Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Canton III, and a movie that we were originally going to be covering on the Patreon, we have decided to cover on the main feed. That is Venom. Let there be carnage. And before we get into the everything that comes along with that, let me introduce the panel. First, the super producer, Jake Christie's in the house. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm ready and willing to let there be carnage. Hey, I love to hear that. Also, we have Jumby Lime, Black Dragon Roll, so many names. Jerome Che, how are you? I am doing well. Also, I can't believe I actually watched it this weekend, but I'm happy to be here with you. Awesome, awesome. And uh, we had somebody, a friend of the show, who was on the first Venom podcast, and we're bringing him right back. One, Michael Springthorpe. Mr. Springthorpe, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, AC. Let there be carnage, and let there also be with you. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So, this was directed by Andy Serkis. And before we get into the movie itself, everybody obviously went to the movie theater. So let's talk some movie theater experiences, since we love to do that around here. Uh, Jerome, I will start with you. Um, what was your theater experience like? Um, I'm not sure how it works for your experiences, but we have like very oh, limited seating American? for all of our viewings. Oh yeah, no, there's there's none of that shit. <laughs> right. So so I mean like it wasn't a packed theater, but at the same time, like I think it was still a fun experience. Uh, as I mentioned, I didn't originally intend on watching it in the theater, <laughs> uh, so that alone was uh, new and exciting for me. But a friend of mine uh, just texted the day before we watched, "Are you going to see Venom?" <laughs> and I said, "Do you want to?" <laughs> so, so we did, and uh, but it was a good time. I think one thing that I'm adjusting to in general when it comes to watching movies in the theater is uh, a not texting with friends that I'm watching remote with constantly and be not um, talking out loud during a movie because I'm watching it at home with other people so uh, I will say credit to this movie it did have moments for me under my breath asking the fuck is going on but uh, otherwise no it's it's it was a fun experience uh, I had a good time watching Awesome. Now I know Jake and and Mike went together to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's, there's an important Jake... thing to note, though. There's an important thing to note. It was supposed yes. to be me, Springthorpe, and another friend, and it was a one yeah, show time. <laughs> and we were texting in the morning, and uh, we're like, "Hey, I should uh, wait, I should say our plans were to see it at one thirty. We went to the AMC Magic Johnson, which is the greatest movie theater in Manhattan, and is also very close to my apartment. Uh, you can figure out where I live, uh, listeners." Um, and I had been awake for a while, uh, this day and had not heard anything from Jake or our friend, David, David. I'm just fucking, yeah, David. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gives a shit? And, uh, Jake and David are both have been known to sleep in. Uh-huh. And so around 1 PM, I had not heard anything from them, and I texted. For the record, whoa, whoa, whoa! I texted. Like, you texted us at like twelve thirty. Oh, at like twelve thirty, and I was awake by then. Let don't don't get it twisted. All right, but anyway, 30, 1 p.m. Whatever. But it was like mm-hmm. I was like y'all awake, and Jake, to his credit, very quickly responded. Like he he had. He, but I was worried, and uh, yeah, we never heard anything from David. I called him while we were literally outside. While Jake was picking up the tickets on the kiosk, I called David. 
And uh, when the movie ended, I checked my phone and I had a, we had a text from David and he was like, ah, shit. It's important to note though, the text wasn't from like 150. It was from like mm-hmm. 245. Yeah, it was from 245. So anyway, he was like, ah, shit, but, I slept. But the thing is, the great thing about this movie theater experience though is that this was on Saturday afternoon. So it wasn't like the opening night and it wasn't... Um, you know, uh, the Friday night, but it was still an almost completely packed theater. Um, it, it was one of the most packed theaters I have been in post like theaters being open again. Uh, it definitely was really other cool. than black widow. I think it was the most I've packed I've been in. Yeah. 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 But it was like, but that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was also clearly a bunch of like fans. Like, I, yeah, we had it, the most. We had the most Marvel fan looking guy right in front of us in line. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, you know, you have to paint a detailed picture. I, of that's, this. It's gonna be rude if he does, but it's, it's like a guy, a guy in his fifties, and he had like a Marvel T shirt on, and he was okay. Just like, well, oh, I really just want to know what oh, T shirt it was. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was like I was like, oh, this guy is like a big. I'm not meaning. I do not. No, mean no, no. I'm not. Anything. I, I like. I, I'm actually always really interested when. Um, like a full fan shows up because like a lot of fans will usually wear the thing for mm-hmm. whatever yeah. movie they're watching but some will come in with like just like alternate characters other so yeah. i was curious like which one did we get was, i think it was a kind of general marvel t-shirt okay okay if okay if I remember but the important thing about the theater experience is that like you know they're engaged because they like really lost their minds at the post credit scene and like that's how you know right that it was right, a theater that right, knew what right. was going on the second time that I, I wish I didn't know the pre- that was happening, like that was like because I was basically watching be like let me see what I know is about to happen, but I wish I like got the chance of like being shocked mm-hmm. by it. I saw yeah. some reviews that were like it can't beat its post credit, its mid credit scene because it was like everyone knew what it was going to be, but like so everyone was watching it like that. Yeah, I, I, I knew what it was going to be. The moment that people were saying it had a it crazy post-credit scene, I, yeah. I knew what it was going to be because like, there's only one thing that could really be crazy about it, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, no, no, like totally. Like I, I, like it didn't ru- – like it was still cool to see. It would just been like a great, you know, if you just had oh, no idea. Yeah. 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 I mean it – you know, the first time you – you know, when Samuel L. Jackson asks somebody to be uh, – if they've heard of the Avengers Initiative, you know, you're like – yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, I liken it to when I watched uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, <laughs> and I knew that Vin Diesel was returning to the series. Jackson walked out at the end. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Uh, and he was trying to put it together initiative, with, which led to Fast Five, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I knew that uh, Vin Diesel was coming back to the series after skipping it for Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I didn't know exactly when he would show up and what level of involvement he would have <laughs> and uh, like how many people on this call have actually seen the movie just i all right perfect he has so, almost none <laughs> and, and it's perfect I, I and i remember hyping it up to my friend that i was watching it with just saying like vin's back this is gonna be huge i can't wait to see what happens he shows up for the final final scene to basically just like pull up in a car and then look at the protagonist of this and just go, you ready to do this? And that was, and then just end credits. And I remember when the credits rolled, very similar to uh, how I felt watching this uh, mid-credits scene for Venom, I turned to my friend and was like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was all worth it. The comparison great. to it is the, uh, the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. That was good. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Oh, that's right. I saw that with Jake. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, we saw that at the Sinopolis in Chelsea. Yes, yes, yes. Most certainly. Now, for me, I saw this movie the Monday before it came out. How did you see it so early, AC? (laughs) Just just say again, you know, got a few connections. Shout out to Charles Murphy and the good folks over at Murphy's Multiverse. Um, So I went with my guy Hunter. Shout out to Hunter Radesi, future MC University guest. Um, Yeah, so like it was funny because obviously there was a big line outside. Which I was surprised because I had got there like maybe like an hour before uh, they said seats were to, to, to sit down and stuff. And there was a line like wrapping around the block. And I was like, God damn, people are really here for this movie. Mm-hmm. Then we hear. And AC, the, sorry to interrupt, like the crowd that you're watching it with, is this uh, like fellow in the media, like people or? No, nah, this was actually yeah. a fan screening because I think Got the um, the media screening was a week prior. Yeah, the media okay. screening was definitely beforehand. Sure, sure. Yeah, but like, you, like a maybe week. they're like some smaller one, like just like you know for you know like oh yeah most definitely because the the shang chi media screening was just like one small like Mm -hmm. enclosed uh theater but this one was imax like the whole like auditorium so there was a lot of people there um andy circus showed up came out addressed the addressed the crowd which was really cool did he do the golem voice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no just his uh just his very circus voice um he was really cool um it was nice to see him there and yeah like it, i i love that i got to see it in the you know the the big big screen because it's been a while since i i went to uh you know movies on the big imax screen so that was nice to see and yeah the movie starts and and it's a rad time, which we should talk about. Like, I know everybody mentions the post credit scene, and we will have plenty of time to discuss that at the end of the show. Sure. But let's dive into the movie itself. I want to get into general thoughts. Uh, Mike, I know you really enjoyed the first Venom from the last time we discussed it. How did you feel about the sequel? Uh, it blows the first movie out of the water. It I... does. Yeah. Yeah, it's much better. It... It blows it out of the water. It is, it, you know what? We, I've, I've talked to, to Jake about this in the lead up and the fact that it's directed by Andy Serkis, who of course is like right. the Hollywood's go, you know, king of motion capture. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know to the degree uh, that Venom is motion capture. This one had a lot of Venom just like, walking around so maybe this one i actually do know the mo the the walking and stuff is motion capture but they don't use facial capture what they do is that it's similar to what they do with like uh 3d animation where they'll record the person when they're recording their lines and then like use it as reference but they don't actually get any data for it like it's it's not like the venom's face is not generated by a computer it's not wearing the the gray jumpsuit no and that's that's what i thought it was but it's like you're still like well but it's a one of the main characters is a CGI guy. And so yeah, and there's he, a different way you have to film make when you do that. Yeah. And so I was excited knowing going into that, just being like, well, he'll at least like get that and like how to make it look good and like all of that. But he, I felt like 
Andy Circus, like he and I guess the writers too. I don't remember who they are. They aren't the people who played Gollum and Caesar. So fuck them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they uh, like they really got how to make this care these characters. I guess you can't say this. It is two people, but like these characters really work. Like it's it's a beautiful little story. Yeah. I would yeah. agree. And also, the, it, yeah. it's a Venom movie. <laughs> what the hell? I know. I know. That's the thing. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, beyond anything else, what I took from the movie was just the way that they made the 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 symbiote and Eddie such a... Their relationship such a central part of the film to the point where you just enjoyed the dialogue you enjoyed the bickering it really felt like a relationship and i think does the psychology of it for me um i did write a piece on murphy's multiverse about it and it's just like it's kind of it was kind of cool i like i really enjoyed that aspect of the film yeah. uh I mean, jake how about you what was what was uh, I mean, some of your favorite stuff this isn't my original thought but someone pointed out that like before, a couple of weeks before the movie came out that it's a romantic comedy between Venom and Eddie. And, like, it's not just not, like, a glib thing to say. It's, like, the way that the movie is structured is it's, like, a romantic comedy. They start together. They have, like, an issue. They go their separate ways. And at the end, because of an insane circumstance, they get back together. Like, the plot I'm of the movie... runs through the fucking airport. Exactly. Like... Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's tr- exactly. So, I and I think that making that work is something that I think they did a lot of clever things of like the bits where Venom comes straight out of his back and talks to him I think was was such a smart way of visualizing what was previously just in his head and like that I think was like that that decision alone puts the movie up a whole point in terms of the first one and I think that this one leaned into the comedic aspects that sometimes felt like they were accidental in the first one like this movie yeah. knew how silly and campy it was and like had no pretense of not being that and while I don't think it's, you know, by any means a perfect movie, I think that it makes any of its mistakes much more forgiving because it doesn't feel like it's going for anything more than what it's going for. You know what I mean? And I think that if you're going to do a fucking Venom movie where Venom fights Carnage and they're both, you know, symbiote blob things, you should have that approach instead of, like, this is super serious and we're going to have serious scenes right. in a lab where people get killed by symbiotes. Like, that's just not the tone of a Venom movie. Yeah, I, I really do think like the the Riz Ahmed not having him here just made yeah. such a difference. And it's no 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 offense to him. It's just he didn't do anything. The way that character the character just did not fit in that movie. That him being brought into this now knowing what they had with the first one because I think the decisions that they make in the first one right. they would never make those decisions with his character True. in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair one, and I might as well throw it to Jerome while you're talking. Uh, yeah. What did you think of this movie in general? It was fun. It was really fun. Like, I mean, um, the amount, like, everyone kind of just said it. It, it. They just embrace how weird this movie is and this franchise and the characters. Um, you know, it was just, it was like you watched the first Venom and there was the lobster scene and then everyone was just like, yeah. Let's do this for like <laughs> 90 minutes. Like, let's just like, this is what's good or what, and what works for it. And so I, yeah, I had a really fun time watching. Um, I, I liked that it was Marvel that I didn't have to think about. Um, yes. I liked, yes. 
that uh fuck it like honestly everything in this movie like could have been inconsequential and terrible it gave me venom in a rave so fuck it this is amazing that scene i think that that is up there with the best scenes in the movie for me oh yeah 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 without question without question and um it makes an argument makes like a like about like illegal immigrants is clearly what everyone thinks he's talking about (laughs) well and obviously like you know gay people and stuff like it's just like the the moment the moment that i I remember when in the theater the moment it becomes clear what the joke of the scene is i believe that you started punching me in the arm Understandably, because it is just yeah. like I cannot believe they're actually doing this, and it's yeah, that, so funny. Just pig, Everybody like, should just there. be happy with each other. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's just <laughs> that's a good impersonation. <laughs> it's, that was very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like Venom is basically just Bane without a fast food like microphone, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But um Everybody should just be happy. You know, you put a right. Yeah. Now I just think you want to kill Batman. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, and I think because it's a sequel and it does very classic comic book sequel things, but in a fun way because of how the dynamics work for the character. Because every comic book sequel has a crisis of faith where the super, the main superhero or the main whatever the protagonist, he's like an antihero in this, like they lose their powers. And this is probably the most fun way we've seen so far that someone like loses their powers because it's he's they're in a fight with themselves and they're breaking TVs and throwing them out of the apartment His and beating the shit out of each other. Get up and walk away. Yeah, they just like walk out and then like get drunk and also like straight up like murder a bunch of people along the way because no other body can take him. Oh His, my powers, God. His powers destroy his motorcycle. And just yeah, yeah, like so. So all those things put to, like gives like no powers so far have like formed a gigantic middle finger as they like escaped and gotten away from its main character. So like yeah, all those things. Um, Jake said it. It just on the scooter and there's just a big <laughs> middle finger coming yeah. out of her back. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. that's just great. Stuff. The physical, um, the physical comedy that can only come from like the writing and directing and it's like not like yeah. oh tom hardy's a great physical comedian like it right. wasn't that it's like the the writing and the directing was much stronger and i also want to say by the way i looked up who wrote the movie uh-huh the movie was first of all i forgot this part it was co-written by tom hardy well and he yes, has a story yes, by yes, credit. Yes. he has a story yes, by yeah, credit. Yeah. it's a story by credit which okay, is still a awesome. story with that's great mm-hmm. yeah Either way, the movie was written by a uh, screenplay by Kelly Marcel. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Marcel also co-wrote the original Venom. Mm-hmm. Which explains co-wrote. the brilliant continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she also... We have a through line. Interestingly, she was a script editor on Bronson, Tom, one of Tom Hardy's movies. Okay. Yeah, I think that she okay. was like his his girl. Like the guy, okay. you know, she brings... Uh, she also co-wrote Cruella, which I liked, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, shout out to Cruella. That, honestly, there's a, a lot of through film. lines. That was a solid-ass film. Yeah. The Cruella cinematic and universe. She, but her two, biggest, her two biggest credits before this as, like, a, you know, thing are Saving Mr. Banks. the Which is very the, funny. Fantastic. The same person. I love this. It's so funny that that's, I love this. again, a, a co-wrote. But then the only one that uh, she, besides What is Winnie this the Pooh, part, if not a symbiote? the only other movie the only other movie that she co-wrote as far as i can tell and tigger's carnage keep going is 
Fifty Shades of Grey. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, it's perfect. Which at uh, Fifty Shades of Grey also alternate title for Venom movies. It's just that's true. That is also true. Also that too. Right. Um, I the, so I will say one thing for as fun as it is because of how his character is supposed to be, human Tom Hardy does not get as much fun in this movie. No, no, no. I'm okay with that. Which is okay because like ultimately like Tom Hardy still has all the fun because he's playing against himself and all that. But that – yeah, that's I all. I think Tom Hardy plays a very good straight man though and that's what like – you know, that's what right. his role right, right. For Eddie Brock was busy being one of the worst journalists of all time. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's – I saw Jason Concepcion was tweeting about that and like going through. He's just truly one of the worst journalists on the face of the planet. Yeah, he got hired by Vice. Of course he wasn't a good journalist. <laughs> we got the symbiote doing all the work for him. Yeah. Um, typing for him. Uh-huh. Even be, being like a USB. Which I was like, yo, hey, yo, what's happening right now? I'm sorry, but all, I mean, everybody is so, there's many layers of incompetence because he just walks past Woody Harrelson's room cell which has visibly been decorated with yeah 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 clues yeah (laughs) where is bodies hidden should we look at these landmarks (laughs) (laughs) he's got he's got pictures he's got maps on his wall and everyone's like we don't know where these bodies are (laughs) i like that also like does lead to the kind of thing that you really appreciate about the sequel that I just you don't imagine they would dive this hard into in the first of just like Eddie Brock drawing everything just like having moments like that in like interacting with the symbiote and just like being like very because it's one thing to like he could just draw it but like he's two-handing and like mm -hmm. rapid firing through it it's It's, really fun and this is something obviously you can do with a sequel yes you can a term Jake has used on the what if pods lately, you can kind of yada yada because there's a movie, there's space in between mm. movies is like, well, now Venom and him are so no pun intended symbiotic that he <laughs> right. can control him in a better way. And he allows him, he knows what he's doing. Like they, they are playing off each other much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, like I think, I think for me, and, I, and I'm just thinking like generally as far as this this movie is concerned, I think the point was made so much uh, much earlier by Jerome in terms of the fact that I did not have to obsess over every Easter egg. I didn't have to like really, really like comb over and think in the way that my mind works about these movies in general. Um, I just had a... I just had a grand time watching this movie, and I think we can get into best scenes right now. And I know Springthorpe, you mentioned uh, one of yours early. I'm gonna jump to you in a second, but I do want to say, for me, I just loved uh, when Miss Chen uh, sees the symbiote come back, mm. and just like the symbiote just chucks the dude after like absorbing all of his life force or whatever. And they're just having a, a grand old conversation, and Miss Chen is more concerned about the symbiote than the dead person on the floor. That's just like, God bless. I mean, that is such a sweetheart. I mean, that guy, that that guy that he took over was probably it probably came into Miss Chen's store like a week before and was like, 
you know, threw up on the floor. Yeah, probably a dick butt. Like <laughs> rolls or something, you know? So if there's anything like Venom, when he breaks free from Eddie, you don't like, obviously he wants to like eat people, but I think he actually still maintains his principles. Brains. Like, yes, brains. So I'm just going to assume every person that he, uh, he combines with is in some way or another, like kind of shitty and had it coming. Except yeah, for yeah. Mrs. Chen. Except for Mrs. Yeah, no, but like, but that was their most symbiotic situation where it was just like a very like, you know, I mean, shout out Mrs. Chen as Venom too. Just I, oh yeah, great. One of my biggest criticisms of the movie, and I said this to Jake at the time, was I do think it would have been stronger, and I understand why they didn't do this. I think that any time Venom took over another person, it should have been that person's voice modified. That was my so yeah, I agree. That also, um, I get why they how did come it, only when Michelle Williams uh, combines with Venom does Venom have a different form than everyone else? Uh, I think that's because she um, is a girl, and was she was he in a boy or a girl? And I I, I know but like the when he rode away on the scooter yeah. he wasn't in full form though. That's, right. uh, that's a good point too. The only yeah. time we see him in full form outside of Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy is at the rave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll the, give the you, actual yeah, 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 answer yeah. is that some art director on the first film has a fetish, but uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. I like to I like to think that Michelle Williams was like, no, 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 no. I, the, she's the one. She has, to, I feel, she has I feel, to have a bang and bod. I feel bad for her again because I feel like, especially in the scenes, the scene right after she's taken over by Venom and they're talking and she's talking about how like good it is. It feels like she's having a really good time in the scenes that she's allowed to have a good time. And she's only allowed to have a good time in one scene in each of these movies. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, super, like, you know, I would say probably the, like, the most acclaimed actress in these movies. And I just wish that, you know... She, she has they to play left, it really straight. They, exactly. And it's, like, clearly... It's, like, I get that that's what you do when you have Michelle Williams in your big comic book movie. You need someone to lend it gravitas. But the way that she delivered the line of, like, her saying, like, God, it's so much fun. It's like, yeah. let, let her have fun. Like, clearly she wants yeah. to, you know, fully commit to this movie. In Venom 3, they do need to just really let... They need to give her a symbiote. Mm. Either it's Venom and Venom is just with her for a long period of time, but I feel like they've kind of done that yeah. enough. Mm -hmm. That's they a four-way, right? She needs to get yes. a symbiote. <laughs> Well, that's the thing that's interesting because, like, and and I guess the conversation needs to be based off of hers. That's true. That's definitely true. Yeah, so yes, I yes. would actually needs to go into, actually, into yeah. that sound recording booth that Chris Evans mm -hmm. has left with cobwebs, and mm -hmm. and go go. I need brains. <laughs> you know the funny thing about that is I would actually agree with you. The only thing is. I feel like the next movie of this, and basically the way that they left it was like, yeah. eh, you know, y'all had a, thanks for coming. Thanks for having a great time doing these two movies. Mm -hmm. We gonna move on with this situation because we got bigger fish to fry. And that's mm. a, that's an interesting thing that, again, mm -hmm. we'll discuss a little bit later. But um, continuing on with favorite scenes, uh, Springthorpe, I was going to head to you. What was your actual favorite scene? Or was it the one um, that you mentioned earlier? I I mean look that was my favorite scene by the way not spring the rape scene yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah I think, I Good think scene the too. rape scene probably only because the only other thing I can compare it to is the final fight is the but the fight it just seems like too big of a scene you know what I mean yeah yeah 
The rage yeah, is a scene. Although, although, like, it's nice to have a good final fight that doesn't involve like a giant hole in the sky and three million like robots slash aliens. Like it's just one on one. It was. It's all. It all mm-hmm. takes place in one building, literally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like four, five characters or something. Mm-hmm. It was great. Interesting. Yeah, Jake. How about you? What's your My favorite scene was probably the breakup scene. What we were talking about where Venom throws everything out. Just because I think that it really... That I was actually listening... I was watching Andy Serkis's uh, notes on a scene thing that they do where, like, they have the marker and they draw stuff on it. And he was talking about how, like, they intentionally, you know, use tropes from romantic comedy breakups of, like, the TV going out the window is such a classic trope. And, like, <laughs> the little things, like, um, you know, just how they use Venom for physical comedy... Um, is really adept and and because they kind of get to it in the apartment fight scene in the first one but i think that it's so fun to watch where it's like okay we've seen how venom can be funny when he's fighting other people but what if he's fighting eddie what does that look like and there's so many possibilities and just watching anyone get thrown around basically by themselves is always funny yes. um and i think that it did it was really well executed and was you know like the crux kind of the crux of the movie like that is the the, the big scene in the relationship, and I thought that it was just really, really funny and didn't... And I, it was just like a slapstick, great slapstick stuff. Interesting. And it, So, as we continue on discussing this, I think one of the things that I've been thinking of as, we, as we've talked about general thoughts and we've gone through favorite scenes, so far, none of them have really involved either Woody Harrelson yeah. or Carnage. What did we think of both in this scenario, Jerome, I will start with you. Um, he was his character in the post credit scene of the first movie again and again. <laughs> like, you just, like, he just, like, I, I think, um, I, I think, I think what we talked about it before, there was just like a feeling about when Woody Harrelson is in was like in that post credit scene. He mm-hmm. he seemed like he wasn't in the movie, but in an SNL sketch about Venom. And I think, I don't know, like he was the right casting for it. I think he was good. I just didn't, I don't know. I don't yeah, it necessarily wasn't anything like It wasn't anything Cartage. like that really stood out. No, I, I would say that the, and you know, I think people who probably have a lot of relationship to Carnage in the comics are not gonna be satisfied. And only I don't know if I'm satisfied with it. But right. the movie is very clearly wasn't about him. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so like and I yeah. think the thing is I think because his it's motivation like, like, let there be. Yeah, 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 they got, exactly. They gotta let the be Carnage. But yeah. because he his mo- he because he I like that he like, said not... it in the movie. <laughs> oh that's great. I I, yeah. I, was... I stood yeah. up and a there it is. Body. It was great. I, now, granted, I saying the name of the movie in the movie is an important thing for me. Mm. Uh, people who know me know this, but like, I, I felt like I elevated outside of it was a religious experience. <laughs> but the thing is that the movie's not really about him. No, and I think because he's just a crazy serial killer, they don't they didn't need to devote a lot of time to a plan or anything like that because he doesn't have a plan. He's deranged, and right. so like I think that you know I've seen complaints that they killed him off after one movie, and that's fine, and that you know. We can discuss that. But ultimately, like, I wasn't... The fact that we're not talking about him so much is just because, like, he wasn't the interesting thing about the movie. But that isn't no. to say that, like... I don't think that there was, like, a flaw in his arc or anything like that. It was just... That, that, I think that's what it is. Like, for me, I just didn't... Um, I was like, he was good. Yeah. I just, he, he just wasn't, like, the thing. Like, Jake, you just said it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. I, and it's funny because I as I go it. through, yeah, I, but was that Springthorpe? I I just want to say like I loved it. I remember thinking like Woody Harrelson always after the first movie. It's like Woody Harrelson always understands the assignment completely. He is perfect for this because he will just be he will make the most insane choice. And he did, and so did his costume and hairstyling. How, how did he go from his hairstyle in the post credit scene to what he had when he got I at it? I saw an article where it's explained. He didn't even take a trip to the barber. Um, but, I mean, well, I mean, they kind, of, they kind of sort of explain it because it's clearly not, like, there's time has passed. Sure, sure, of course. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, okay, he, like... Oh, no, but just, like, I was just, like, when I get out of jail, I'm going to fix all this, and then he gets out of jail, and that's what he ends up with. It's, I think it, I thought he was fan fucking tastic mm-hmm. i but just like jake said like the movie just it's like if i think about i mean going back to the previous questions like i think about like what scenes like oh what scenes mm-hmm. can i really point out obviously like i said the finale the wedding is kind you know it's like the wedding yeah. is fun and then it's like the scene where he be he gets carnage like where he's getting he's mm-hmm. about to be killed he's on death row and he interviews uh eddie brock interviews him so to s- sort of right 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 that's such a bad journalist he yeah, really is you know, it's like those are the only two like proper scenes with uh cassius clay whatever his name was <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what did he what he it becomes oh, Cletus Ali. Cassidy. Cletus Cletus Cassidy. Cassidy. okay okay yeah. but but it's not that far well, actually. no no, 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 no. Is there? I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the greatest. Um, uh, up until the end. Uh, either way, there's just like only there's not like that many scenes because it's like every scene that he's in is just like a cut of him mm-hmm. uh, tearing down a warehouse and finding a clue so that he can yeah. find Jimmy Harris, and then it goes back to the romantic comedy. Well, yeah. I mean, like an essential part of bringing back. Uh, Eddie Brock and Venom is the existence of Carnage, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in in the in the larger scheme, if we're to agree this is a romantic comedy, it's never about anyone else except the two main leads. So, Carnage does a great job as like exciting prote- like antagonist. Mm-hmm. AC, as the as the comics person, mm-hmm. uh, besides myself, obviously, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, it's peer to peer talking to each other. Jake and I just sit yeah. on the side and mm-hmm. just like witness. Well, I'm just the court jesters here for the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. He, he gets one early screening and he's talking to shit. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yes, but, but What is the what is the degree to it? Like, let there be like carnage means nothing to me. I'm like, oh, it makes sense that there's another venom. Yeah, also, mm-hmm. he's important enough where I was familiar with him. So yeah. that's how he's that's the premise of the original movie to me is like, ah, oh, he's another Venom with a similarly stupid name, in my opinion. And it's a different color. Cool. It's the same thing. But like, is is he like the main? Well, Venom's also obviously a, a semi bad guy, I know. But like, like what's the what's the relationship? What's the degree to which he matters versus like, you know, in the grand? Well, I was like, I would say like there's a there's a book called um, Maximum Carnage where Venom and Spider-Man are forced to team up to stop Carnage because he's basically too strong and he's too powerful. Um, yeah, I think Carnage for, like, obviously the comic book fan is a big deal because he is just, like, it's not only just the serial killer aspect of Cletus Cassidy. It's just 
Cash the symbiote is a spawn of venom. Thank you. And he's really, 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 really strong. So, like, I think, and then he has in Maximum Carnage just gets a whole bunch of symbiotes. It's actually reminding me of the Super Nintendo game I used to play. Um, because there was Maximum Carnage, there was Mario. Separation and Anxiety. Yeah. Well, well, all, both of those games having it's, to do it's when with... he got the cape and then he could fly at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know what, what I'll say is sure that too, right? I, I think the way that I would describe how important yeah. it is to the comics is because when when I saw the first Venom and Woody Harrelson said, "I think it's time for some carnage," I knew what that meant. So like, that's how he's that level. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, got, yeah like that. from a pop culture standpoint and like comic book fandom, he he does matter. Like if you he's love Venom's Spider-Man, main villain, really, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I just from like Mar from a Mar- Marvel standpoint, like. If it is like I don't know Jack fucking shit, mm-hmm. I knew the Green Goblin. I even think I only knew about the Green Goblin because I was like young enough when the first Spider-Man movie came out that mm-hmm. it like got cemented. You know, it's like I knew you're, you're also just a big Willem Dafoe, Dafoe head. Dafoe. That's that's just what it is, right oh, there. Don't even get him started about Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. It's I mean, come on. Uh, um, one of the greatest performances of the decade in the century. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, um, I, I think to like just about the Carnage thing in general. Um, I, I think it, in a lot of ways uh, the characterization of this movie and like I'm, I welcome anyone to tell me because I really don't know. Like I think they nail it because Carnage isn't meant to have something deep about yeah. it outside of being just chaos. Right, like, and I think that's fair. I that part of it was fine. Like when Carnage was, when they just let him be Carnage throughout. <laughs> let him be Carnage. Um, when they let that happen throughout the movie, like it was cool. It was fine. I do think, in terms of the decision, what they did at the end of the movie and uh, Venom swallowing him up and then killing Cletus. I mean, you could make a thing about it, but then also you got to remember who's doing this movie. So, like yeah. at the end of the day. I also think that actually before this call, I was talking to Springtrap about the different the things you can't do in movies that you can do in other mediums. And I think a lot yes. of people complain about how in superhero movies they kill off the villains when like in comics they last for a while. And I think the problem is, and obviously there's times you can get away with it, but I think in movies it's just a lot harder to have the main antagonist get away and still have a satisfying movie. Like I don't know. If, I, I think if the movie only ended in this with case, like Cletus just, getting away. It's yeah, like, I think it's only upsetting to people because of like what has always been the thing that loomed with spider-man like you yeah. want carnage to be alive long enough to encounter spider-man and, and that's sure the only can, thing that's happening and it's probably s- it, it could still happen anyway yeah, they could do something weird i think it's just that like ultimately narratively i don't know speaking, if they'll do anything weird with this venom series yeah sure uh but i think like <laughs> it, it just would have been really on i think it would be even more unsatisfying for the movie that we were watching if it ended with yeah. somehow cletus getting away because it's like this guy's just gonna kill like 10 more motherfuckers before the credits are over like you can't really he, he has to have something happen to him uh, I, I also, would be no, into I, that ending where it's oh, just yeah. like oh <laughs> yeah i don't have an issue with that at all like i, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it affects the movie in any type of way. It, and again, you have to be because there was a lot of there was a lot of MCU Twitter with the pinky fingers up talking about, well, Martin Scorsese says that comic book films are yada yada and this and that and this and that. So you can't have your comic book film. You're giving comic book films a bad name. And then this is what I say to that. It's Who? a comic book film. Come on. Like, just, it's not it's, that serious. I mean, the, 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 the be-all end-all with that is 
you they're the most popular movies in the world. Critics generally like them. Yes. The nerds won. Like, just stop being a sore winner. Like, it's okay if some people don't like it. We won. It's okay. <laughs> like, also, the nerds also been won. Like, it, it, it's like everything. It's the Star Wars is the, like our, our, you know. Killing the game. Like, Killing it all. Every every one of the things. Owning it. It's fine. It, anyway. Continuously. Yeah. This movie made $90 million in a weekend it's, during a pandemic. It, yeah, it's yeah, think about I that. to go this weekend. It's up there. It's up there for the- <laughs> what the fuck did you Jerome say? said it's because I decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's God. One, one of the, it's one of the highest grossing. It's one of the highest grossing yes. weekends in October history yeah not just it's not that serious y'all like i I really like and it's not more it's not even our base that listens to the show because i think no i think uh, we make the show in terms of sensibilities people are cool we listen to the show i kind of hope there is some of those people in this base to be fun (laughs) but i guess the thing is what i would the the thing i would say about that too is like martin square says he doesn't see like a bad gangster movie and think oh my god people aren't gonna think goodfellas is good anymore like that's just not how that works (laughs) right exactly (laughs) Anyway. Oh my gosh! Also, um, Martin Scorsese is yeah. so small and old; anybody could beat him up. Like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, terrible. That is crazy. Okay. I'll allow it. If, um, if we get Martin Scorsese in any Marvel film at any point, it has to be Venom, and it has to be like a cameo that gets combined with a symbiote at some point. If, oh Ma- if Martin, Scor- if Marty Scorsese ever appears in a Marvel film. I'm gonna be kicked out of a, the movie. <laughs> yeah. That would be tremendous. Um, so we talked about the stuff that we enjoyed in this film. I will lead off in terms of just my critique, and I really only have one mm-hmm. w- one critique. You could say like there's a small one with maybe how Naomi Harris was used, but I'll throw that to the side. How did you but, feel about her being I, the I same character in Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Sorry, yeah. I, I love. No, you're right. I okay, but I guys, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, specifically mm-hmm. numbers two and three. Uh, okay, that's the Nat World's End, mm-hmm. and so it is like it was just like number three. It was like, you know, it was it was Tia Dalma Part Three for me, yeah. and I was like, I was here for it. When, when when I realized it's Naomi Harris, like as the grown version, I was just like, wait, what movie are we watching right now? Because I thought we went into it. Like I thought Davy Jones was about to break her out. She is so good at playing just absolutely destroyed, fucked up people. And yeah. I mean that in a way of like Tia Dalma and, and I don't even remember her character. Uh, what was her name in Shriek? Right, Shriek. Yeah, Shriek. yeah, and Shriek, but also, yeah. but but also like Moonlight's mom. Yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the main character's name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jackie Moonlight. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, no, that's I think semi-pro. That, that's that. That's definitely not the same. Oh, right, 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 right. But I think the thing, the funny thing with her is, I was watching it. And I was thinking it was like Naomi Harris saw the first Venom movie and was like, you know what? This movie doesn't have enough incomprehensible accents. I gotta mm, gotta really put another mm, on board. But anyway, mm. Asa, you were gonna say you're nitpick. Yes. Okay. So I have to say this because he was exceptionally bad in this movie. Exceptionally bad. Your man Stephen Graham. Ooh, that accent. That 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 accent, that performance was so hammy. 
that I almost enjoyed it. That's how bad it was. Is this all um, Mr. Joel Edgerton? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tiny Joel Patrick, Edgerton. Patrick yeah. Mulligan. Who, which, by the way, it seems like he's going to return, as we see with the glowing eyes and Well, I mean, that's why being, they call uh, him Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's going to end up probably clap. being the uh, symbiote uh, toxin. Uh, I guess the, the we will thing probably from see him toxins, again. the next name of the symbiotes? It's on yes. the tracks. That's um, great. But no, the thing I about know. his performance is that it's I it was so over the top, but I didn't know what he was playing. So like I couldn't even I just appreciate didn't, it. Like I, I think was San so Francisco. <laughs> yeah. They did not they also did not like Venom you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had they, there was not they when they finally showed the fact that he had like a hearing aid, mm-hmm. it was like, I was like, I was like, there's only ten minutes left in the movie. Like, he has it, a moment earlier on where he's like, "You got to speak up." Yeah, I, I caught that. Yeah, I, at that point, I, I realized I what it, was going on. But yeah. I was like, I, I felt like there was no, um, it wasn't earned whatsoever. No, I didn't need cop. the cop to be the same guy who. Well, yeah, I didn't need that. that. I was just, I mean, yeah. in fairness, I think that's also a casting. Not since Vin Diesel casted the younger version of himself in the most recent Fast and Furious was there oh a disconnect God. between the two actors. That got, yeah, it's really like, <laughs> it, it is strange that Venom is, it. the thing that's so different about Venom and the MCU is that if this, if, if this movie was in the MCU, a like two-time Oscar nominee is playing that part and not just oh, yeah. some guy, you know what I mean? Like it's actually oh, yeah. kind of crazy that like it just kind of felt like why it, it felt i i think because when you watch like a big budget movie your brain is kind of trained to if you recognize the actor they're important and so like as the movie was going on and the police officer character kept being in it i'm like wait is this guy important and why isn't he someone famous <laughs> <laughs> who played who played vin diesel's younger self in the movie timothy chalamet no like, one famous just honestly like timothy chalamet. <laughs> but like in terms of how different from what he grows up not far off <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I agree man. with what Jake said. Where I, I, because I thought, you know, he looked vaguely like Joel Edgerton. I thought he looked vaguely like Jeremy Piven. That's uh, just not correct, but whatever. I, I think, I think if you put Joel Edgerton's face on Jeremy Piven, I have him that. Correct. I agree with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I was not only like, who is this guy, but I was also like, do I know this guy? Because he also is. Yeah, no, he sucked. He was in Snatch, right? He just looked like he was in Snatch. Maybe that's all. <laughs> no, that's that's Snatch, and you knew it. Um, but yeah, no. sorry, I'm trying to insert a little comedy into this stupid fucking podcast. Well, it is a serious one <laughs> we're talking about, so yeah, I feel yeah. bored lately. Well, well, well. You know, speaking of serious, uh, we we shortly will get to what I'm sure everybody wants to listen to and discuss we'll get that get into that in a second but i do want to get what into some fight <laughs> what if episode nine what if the watcher broke his oath oh my god is that what it's called Epic... what if yeah, yeah that's what the, the preview says baby. seriously that's it <laughs> yeah what? i mean the the clip is kind of fire that they put out like right. thor fighting ultrons T- and then we, the watcher we, we, just get back to better let's get back to better yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so, so i, I <laughs> no, no, good job. Girl. I'm have to talk um, about. I, I want something. I want to talk about something coherent. I want to talk about Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> yes. 
So it's funny, but also it's true. It's a very well crafted plot. For the most part. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's 90 minutes. It's tight. It's a tight plot. Yeah. No, like, it yeah, the fact that 97 multiverse minutes is great. It's probably the strongest multiverse movie so far, movie or show. <laughs> yeah, for absolutely. And before we get into that post credit scene, let's just close out with some some final general thoughts about the movie. Um, uh, Springthorpe, you really enjoyed it so much. Is there anything that you would like to add? Yeah, uh, I don't. I think we kind of touched on everything. It, I thought it was a fan fucking tastic movie. It did earn 0.5 of a point out of ten for me, uh, simply because Carnage in mid battle says let there be carnage important and, uh, mm-hmm. you know woody, woody harrelson i think does a great job as a fucking psychopath and i mean that in the <laughs> you know the real way and also the kind of colloquial way right um Tom i did have a moment when he was like doing his <laughs> thing i was like oh right he was in natural born killers yeah yeah uh like this is the washed <laughs> version yeah. oh yeah, yeah this is the guy from cheers yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, I truly think Naomi Harris is fantastic. I really hope that in in Venom Three, uh, let there be brutality, where they have a blue or a fucking orange one. I don't know uh, that that we get to have mm-hmm. a Lady Michelle Williams Venom. Uh, for I real. mean, a blue Venom responsible <laughs> for brutality would be quite the statement. Blue. Oh Venom. wow! Great point. Great point. <laughs> Blue Venom sounds like a, a Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, yes, absolutely. It, blue Venom uh, sounds like that thing that, like that video clip you send your friend. They're just like, no, nah, man, what the fuck? Yeah, don't go, don't Google Blue don't Venom. Don't Google Blue Venom. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think Sorry, it's I think it's great. Enough. I would love to see Andy Sir because I feel like now this is obviously a a, a blank check worthy performance. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very excited for Andy Circus and the writer. I forget her name now. Katie Marcel, I think. Kelly Marcel. Kelly Marcel, I'm excited for what they have to do. I would love to see what Andy Circus does if he direct. I feel like he maybe directs an MCU movie in the future, or maybe he directs Venom he's... Three. I, I got the I get the impression. Well, from he's he's, he's directing it. Venom Three. I think he's directing Venom Three. It, it, yeah, they'll back up. Make him the Zack Snyder of the Spider-Man Sony universe. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's good. not a bad idea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. For that, and... that's how he'll finally win his Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> per, per, perhaps uh jerome do you have any anything to add about this movie as we close i will willingly watch the third one in the theaters yay wow. that's a huge endorsement yeah, yeah that is that it, well considering what the third might potentially congratulations have, on all your earnings sony <laughs> sony slick sony jake how about you all right i have two thoughts one uh dave Schilling, past guest pointed out on twitter uh, before I, I saw, he went to his critic screening. So he mentioned that Eddie Brock is dressed like Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop the whole movie. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what, yeah. is he just wearing a yeah. Letterman's jacket the whole time? No, he is literally wearing the um, Detroit month. No, the Mumford Phys Ed T-shirt that Eddie Murphy wears. The exact same T-shirt oh. and the exact same Lions Letterman jacket. He's not just like him. He is dressed in Eddie Murphy's that's amazing clothes from Beverly Hills Cop. That Why? is amazing. Also, as a connoisseur of this type of thing unbelievable pg-13 f-bomb one of the best ones i've ever seen oh where when, when they're when they're, talk, 
Because when it's when Eddie is like thinking about being merciful for Cletus, Venom then bites his head off and says, "No, fuck this guy." <laughs> Which is yeah, just yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that was I great. love when because you got to get it in somewhere. I think one of the biggest failings of the MCU is they're all PG thirteen. They don't use the. I mean, impressive PG thirteen graphicness in general in the whole movie. Well, that's the thing about the MPAA is. If yeah. if you make it if you make it anything but actual human flesh, you can basically do anything. <gasps> totally, yeah, yeah. No, I, I and I get that part, but it's just like still all that said, like the work, it's close enough. Yeah. That like it's impressive. Yeah, for sure, and and for me, like just generally, uh, like I said, I think the fact that I didn't really have to think about this movie was really a plus for me. Um, I felt the ease of just enjoying a goofy film and just having fun with it. And I think mm-hmm. Tom Hardy did a great job, again, doing both parts. And I think the fact that they made the symbiote and him the central part of the story is kind of the point. And you feel a little bit more invested in the character now. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we didn't Here's get Here's a question post- for you, AC, since What's you up? are... I mean, you and Springthorpe are resident comic book people, but I'm going to direct it specifically to AC for this one. Uh, okay. Film Eddie Brock or comic Eddie Brock? Ooh. Well, it's still, it's still it's still comic Eddie Brock. But, okay. But okay. like, I'm satisfied I, so far. <laughs> like some people, uh, some people are just a little too much with the crew, with the critiques and the criticism. I mean, whatever. the I way think I always think Tom about Hardy's it, doing a- fine. AC, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I think about it, and I know that a lot of people think about it, is that the film series are basically like of new runs of comics. Like they're not based on any specific comic. It's like this is a new version of Eddie Brock that's influenced well, right. by like the, the other. whole right, lethal right. protector thing. But that's that's yeah. also like that's everything outside of MCU is always just like a branch off. Or yeah, just like, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. I, I think that in, yeah, I think that it's like if you like this isn't like the Eddie Brock in the comics. It's like well yeah, because it's not exactly the Eddie Brock. I, in the I mean, I, I, I forgot where I read this, but this definitely felt like a bit of a harken back to like two thousands comic book movies in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, and and I think like if you think about just the um, the lethal protector lethal protector anti hero thing, this kind of fits the vibe. Like I'm I'm totally with it. I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. So um, seeing this character going forward, I'm I'm invested. I want to see what happens with both not only uh, Eddie but the symbiote. So that should be very interesting. And now. The time that everybody's been waiting for, the post credit scene, which is, yes, yes, which is where Eddie and the symbiote end up on a beach. That was a nice little scene, nice scene to end the movie itself. We get the, uh, the, the, uh, mid credit scene, um, after another Eminem song, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm sure everybody loved as, uh, listening to. That was also one of the things I said. I didn't like it as much because there's not an easy thing for me to sing with like you, venom, it, venom. Like I can't do that. It'd be that great. It'd be, it'd be, he just like could totally phoned it in and he just went like carnage, carnage, carnage. <laughs> Jerome. Oh, I love you, man. Um, <laughs> so so Eddie and, and Venom are chilling on chilling on the resort. They're, they're in bed the hanging out. Hotel. Wait, what was that, Springthorpe? They're at the White Lotus Hotel. Um. Yeah, oh, shout out to White Lotus. Um, yeah, so they're hanging out and whatever. And so Eddie's trying to get the symbiote to tell him about like all these billions of of worlds and civilizations, which that little line of dialogue kind of reminded me of the Spider-Man animated series when the symbiote was explaining to Peter Parker after it turned into turned into Venom. 
about like civilizations and stuff like that. So I found that part a little interesting. But nonetheless, after this happens, so as soon as he says that, there is a bright light that enters the that enters the room in the resort. A whole bunch of shaky shaky and and almost like a kind of like a little bit of a boom, and then all of a sudden. The, the AC, sun is you're reading little... scene direction from now on. Just that's like, yeah. That's that, it's a given now. That's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, can yeah. you guys? Uh, this is the, we'll take it from the scene where we have the shaky, shaky, and the boom, boom. Yeah, well, but not, not the boom, boom, boom with the you know the people, that, but the boom, 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 boom with the lights and well, the fire. We, found, I, we finally found AC's role in the uh, Avengers yeah. uh, table read. <laughs> oh man! But nonetheless. As I recollect my thoughts, um, <laughs> as soon as as soon as the what light happens stops, after the boom boom in the, in the bedroom. Then it's shaky shaky and a boom boom, and then you know a couple months later we got a new baby. All right, anyway. hey, we got a money shot right here. <laughs> no kink shaming. Um, boom boom are the next two symbiotes <laughs> it's boom and boom and they just look at each other they're, like they're pink and purple and guess what they're <laughs> okay. okay okay the post right. that after the boom just what happens yes yeah. after, after the boom so obviously J. Jonah Jameson shows up on the television and that's one thing with the events of the end of Far From Home and then we see Tom Holland's Peter Parker on the screen, which, like, obviously everybody's already talked about their theater experience and the reaction to that was just like, everyone's, holy shit, this is crazy. So, obviously, the movie ends itself with Venom licking the screen, and guys, 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 the implications of this post-credit are pretty massive. Pretty, pretty massive. So just to kind of like set the table before I throw it to you. It has some real who invited this guy energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder, and I always, and I assume the first thing I really thought of when I saw this was obviously besides all the great stuff that potentially could come from it, is I wonder how upset and annoyed Kevin Feige was when they were in that room negotiating with Sony. And they were like, hey, if you want to play with Spidey, you have to let all this other stuff happen that I'm sure he didn't want no part of. I don't. I could not disagree more. He <laughs> Venom made a billion dollars worldwide. I he, Kevin Feige is not conceived if he get a piece of that. But I, mean. but I mean, like to AC's point, like this is the negotiation that happens before they ever see like anything happen with Venom, right? Oh, but but didn't right. the negotiation? Like, oh, the first oh, Venom is out by the time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, so I was the first Venom this. is out. Yeah. But I can imagine, like I can imagine, because it's almost like the same thing with Marvel TV. Where it's mm-hmm. like we don't view you, because uh, even though they're under them, yeah, I understand the financial. Yeah, implications I guess what I'm saying it. is that I don't. But think I'm talking that, more creatively. I don't think that Venom is coming in against Kevin Feige's wishes. I think, I like I don't think Mo, I don't think Morbius is coming in anytime soon because in that's my, not gonna be good. In right. my yeah, the way I think think of it is, Kevin Feige has a list of like every like actor in Hollywood. And he was able to just be like, okay, that's an easy cross off for Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, <laughs> you know, he, everyone who hasn't appeared in an MCU film yet, he's like, all right, cool. We don't need to shoehorn him in somewhere else. Cool. <laughs> he had he had the well, Sony contract sitting next to him the whole time, like completely disregarding it, and watched one night Dark Knight Rises, and he's just like, how do we get that guy? Mm-hmm. 
And and that's the thing now. So now everybody who's complained about the Venom Spider Man connection can kind of you know they, Shut now the we fuck have up. it. Mm-hmm. Now basically we have it now. And really, there's a couple of questions. One, the multiverse is not only just the the regular old multiverse storyline they're doing. We're not crossing studios, so. Mm-hmm. That's that's something more significant than than anything that I originally thought was going to happen, at least initially. So at this I'm point, very I, interested. To... At this point, I just no the when I think of the multiverse, I'm just like this. Honestly, is just a like it's a multiverse of madness at this point. Jesus Christ! Why did I invite you? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you interrupted Anthony to say that. That's so rude. <laughs> Let well, there be I mean, carnage. I just don't think there is. There's no way home for me after that. He's a father. He's a dad. <laughs> of course, I identify with this. This is perfect. This is right up my wheelhouse. Um. um okay. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, let, let let's yeah, because yeah. I think like the multi, not only like the multiverse aspect, but now like I see this set, the, not a set photo, but I see this photo on the internet like three weeks before I saw this movie of Tom Hardy with a No Way Home hat on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, on let's just say like I saw somewhere something that said like a potential character like a really long time ago. I'm talking about at the beginning of the year, like February, mm-hmm. March, that said potential characters in No Way Home, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. To say I saw something. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Well, it, yeah, um, go ahead. Okay, so here's the question then. Mm-hmm. In No Way Home, are we welcoming the Spider-Verse or are we just picking up Spidey and taking him out of the MCU? And, like, I don't mean taking him out permanently, but taking him out from basically, like, being anything more than maybe just, like, an Avengers um, cameo. Or, like, an Avengers player. We won't say cameo. That's kind of... I don't think so. No. Okay. You you, think, you think they're just all, like we, we have a marriage now? We're just like all in. Everyone's we have a marriage. In? Okay. That's yeah. We have a marriage. Yeah. Um. Just just to quickly go before you go, Jake. So Kevin Feige has mentioned in the past once this deal got done, um, he did mention Spider Man can cross universes. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's like basically the seems like what that beginning of is. Yeah. I think that it's not. Um... I think that it the, the relationship that Sony has with Marvel is just so beneficial to them currently. With and Spider-Man No Way Home is going to blow the fucking doors off of the box office. It's going to be one of the biggest mm-hmm. movies in history. I would I honestly would I'm going to make a wager. I think it'll be a top 10 all-time worldwide uh, movie ever. Um and so like it is it actually just makes it does not benefit Sony at all to try to to lessen the amount that Spider-Man is in the MCU cuz the more he's in the MCU the more people find his movies essential to watch um and so and also they're as far as I remember they're still basically keeping all of the profit on his solo movies so it, like there's really no skin off their back to let him be in the marvel stuff so um i think if anything it's gonna let and i think the thing about him crossing universes is probably true i don't think they're gonna like permanently welcome venom into the mcu maybe they will but yeah. like i think just like having his ability like giving him the ability to go through like different universes i think is gonna allow them to have their cake and eat it too um, I don't know exactly how they'll do it, so I don't want to judge it until I see that, but... Also, I'll make a prediction. 
so because the fact that Venom allow um, you know arrives in the MCU universe, who's to say that a little piece of him will not be left behind for perhaps mm. Spidey to absorb, and then maybe at some point another. If Venom, you watch the current trailer that exists, there is one scene where it looks like. Spider-Man is in an all-black costume. And then, yeah, of course, that, and of course there's that the two-minute... Uh, yeah. There's the two-minute bit where he dances down the street to jazz music, and so that obviously kind of gives it away, too. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, suit, the suit that he actually wears, it's not, it, it actually isn't a suit. I know it's suit not that, because, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, because, uh, because of the toy releases, it's a, it's a magic suit um, that, uh, via Doctor Strange. So. Ah. So it's like the so kind that, of suit that like arranges the gatherings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's, a, it's it's exactly that. To what degree do we think that, that assuming that it's just like where we've kind of decided Venom is a hundred percent in, which I think is, you know, the truth, obviously. But to what degree do we think that Venom is in this movie? Because uh, AC, you made an interesting and I think a very good point in the discord which everybody you know should join the patreon and then be a part of be a part of um about how you know someone i forget who made the comment about like there's a lot of with especially with venom now it's like there's a shitload of fucking people in this spider-man movie how is it going to be coherent how is it going to be and you kind of made a point about how like the scene where uh ultron bursts the watcher through like a bunch of different universes you're like i feel like there may be moments or a scene like that where like we're gonna get i'm not saying this but for example toby Maguire will like appear in the background or something you know like in a a thing i don't think that's gonna happen toby Maguire and andrew garfield will probably be very front and center but some of these people may be maybe jamie fox yeah like or maybe and maybe you're talking about multiverse of madness too but like you know, mm-hmm. some of these people may be more minor or cameos. To what degree do we think Venom will be like in this movie? I would have to say at the end, like I would yeah. have to say, like it's a post-credit scene. Mm. Um, that makes the most sense at this point because right now, yeah. I mean, as people kind of already know, just to just to give a little bit of a, a inclination on what's happening here is we have yeah, these sinister saying in the group chats. I don't think. How about uh, Venom doesn't show up? It's a post-credit scene, and Eddie Brock and Peter Parker just shake hands. But there's an exchange there that Peter Parker's not afraid, uh, not aware of yet, in that a symbiote. I think the thing that's super interesting about the way that they're going to incorporate Venom into the MCU is because I think that I I think that fans, but I think Sony's smart enough to know this that I I don't think they can make Venom just on a dime turn into a complete villain for the rest of, like, the story. I think he needs at some point, because I think people really like him as a good guy, as much as obviously in the comics he's not normally a good guy and people complain about that. I think he's much more compelling. And, like, they, they they can get more juice out of him if he becomes a good guy. And so I'm interested to see how they... Like, if he... I almost could imagine him being in, like, a post credit scene in No Way Home to set up, like, a Venom versus Spider-Man movie. They fight a yeah. bunch, and then he decides to go back to his own universe. Like, that's just me spitballing. Like, I right, feel like right, they right. almost need to have, like, a finite amount of him fighting Spider-Man. Or, um, I like I like the Venom fighting Spider-Man thing, but, like, just... If you think about the post credit scene and think of how Venom views, mm-hmm. the, views villains and how they should be, you know, 
it, Spider-Man is being presented it's as a villain yeah. in that instance. Yeah. So you could see an attack at some point happening, and that's how you shape uh, Venom Three. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they'll have to team up against something that's worse. Exactly. Like, similar yeah. to Maximum Carnage, like maybe this toxin thing. If you want to go to that, um, that's it, it, like it's it's really interesting. And I know Springthorpe brought it up. Because in terms of the characters, because we're getting Matt Murdock in this thing for like yeah. ten minutes or, or whatever amount of time oh, that he's in it. So there's a lot of I, I, season four. Yeah. Christ. I just feel like I feel like the concerns about the amount of characters in it are understandable, but I think that they're only a problem if you assume that everyone's getting equal weight. And I feel like they in one second, I could be wrong about this, but this is the thing I say a lot whenever there's concerns about a movie coming up. It's like, yeah. you are kidding yourself if you don't think Marvel's having this conversation. It's not like Marvel's like, this is oh, hunky yeah, that We don't have to balance. Like, also, <laughs> also, like, one thing I think that is fair to say, like, it is a lot of characters. There's no way around it. But unlike other scenarios where we've seen it fail because of the amount of characters, those are all characters that you needed to introduce for the first exactly. time. These are all characters that exist that we know that have history. Yeah. And that helps. So you don't, like, they can just show up. And a lot of their functions, yeah. their existence itself will be like their character function. Like, Doc Ock doesn't need to have an arc. Just the fact that he no. is in this universe is why the character is there. You know what I mean? You don't yeah, need to have yeah. scenes with him quiet. You know? And so I think that that's the thing people are underestimating. Is that you only really I wouldn't need... mind them taking some time on the side for uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker to have yeah. dinner with Doc Ock and his wife. Just oh, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we're at very clearly, as I said on the Patreon, they very clearly look like they're about to proposition him for a threesome. And that exactly. is going to happen. Exactly. I've never seen Spider-Man 2. You gotta watch those movies, Springthorpe. And you would just I know great, I do. I like we just sold Springthorpe on Spider-Man 2 in the last like, I, 10 I mean, seconds. I mean, I've been sold on that one specifically for a while now because it's obviously the best one and yada yeah. yada. But it's like, I was already planning on watching all of those and unfortunately the Andrew Garfield ones before knowing mm. them. Just, nice. I have to like buy a lot of them and stuff. So I just like don't want to yet. Mm-hmm. No, there's anyway. ways to get around that. I'll, course, I'll yeah. tell you about them. When we we're all done. got you. Huh? Well, tell Kevin to give me the fucking screeners, AC. Yeah, really. <laughs> we, we me, me Kevin. and Kevin ain't like that yet. Maybe one day we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're well, not quite there go yet. To dinner, go to dinner. Go to dinner with your wives. Proposition him for a threesome. Wait, what? Sorry if you can hear screaming. <laughs> the Bachelor in Paradise is happening outside in my living room. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, do we have to address that anyway? Sorry. Um, well. I, okay, so like I think I think the other thing to analyze about the post credit scene too is it seems like in terms of the light coloring and light shading, it's the same color as when in the No Way Home trailer, Doctor Strange does the spell that apparently breaks the multiverse. So it feels yeah, like maybe I guess this is when this occurred. I did not so think, think that this was Venom. Yeah, Venom did not do this. Like this was no. And the, no, the, no, that's, no, no Eddie no. asks him that. Like yeah. he's like, well, "Was that yeah. you?" And he says, "No." Yeah, well, yeah I, but I you no, know, but I don't even think that like because I feel like there's they could have done it where it's like Venom did not Jesus Christ they're being very loud I'm sorry hey, um, hey let there be carnage <laughs> <laughs> exactly I I I thought that there could be a thing where you know it could have been that like Venom you know didn't it's like I did not I did not mean to do that you know yeah. <laughs> I don't even know Honestly, that had a point he just wanted to do Venom you're like, and, and I, I, you know you know I'm not, Which I, I'm not well generous about I'm, stuff like this I think your Venom yeah. impression is very good like it's, it's so very, good, very good. Oh, it's uh, really enjoyable 
for I sure. mean, like, if we could just have you redo the intro <laughs> to this, like, episode, just welcome oh. to... Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. There you go. You are a loser. Right. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. <are> loser. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I think like it's it's really gonna be fun because I I just really people want to see Venom and Spider Man on the same screen, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see it again, and it's nice to not not have it be Topher Grace. So mm-hmm. like that's a big win. That's a big win. That's a big win. I know he <gasps> joked that he was in he was in No Way Home. I mean, he should have I mean, a sense of humor about it. I don't hate him for that. I yeah. hope he. No, 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 I no. hope he plays another character so bad. Oh, that'd be so funny. Oh please, yeah, like <laughs> I, a cameo. Why not? I think he deserves to be in it. Um, I think if anything, let him be eaten by venom. Let him. Oh, be Car- that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> let him be Carnage. Great joke to me. Yeah. Like, let him be Carnitas. Carnitas. Okay. 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 That's it. 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 All right. Wow. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. We're done. All right. I think we got. I think we do have to end it. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. Holy crap, Jerome. You. You. You have outdone yourself again. <laughs> My goodness. That was a great slam on the monster, man. Guys. 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 Um. Now that Venom is in the MCU, we don't know what's gonna happen, but it should be very intriguing going forward and as we get closer to no way home which by the way we are only two months away oh my gosh it's gonna be here before you know it and one we month will be eternals as of recording day no nah, one month of eternals that's right yes. oh my goodness we're getting we're getting to the nitty-gritty and i think the eternals might have something to say about this multiverse and time stuff too before we're all said and done but that's a podcast for another day um thank everybody for listening uh, Michael Springthorpe, appreciate you, your Venom voice, and everything that comes along with your wonderful personality. Thank you for joining us. Where can we follow you? Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can follow me uh, at Springthorpe Man on Twitter or on Instagram if you're hot, even though I have a boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah, I slipped wow. it in. Wow. I cannot believe you still at that hot wall. <laughs> How about that? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, Jerome Chang, where can we follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll on Instagram and at Jumby Lime on Twitter. Always hashtag free Black Dragon Roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Christie, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at the Jake Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monk, and where me and Andre Barrera talk about the USA Network original series Monk. We have oh, 10 episodes to go. So, uh, yeah. The home stretch. The home stretch. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyCanton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University Pod. We actually have a couple more pods in, that are happening the, for the rest of the week. Um, I will be talking to somebody related to the Doom Patrol show. I'm talking to a writer um, who wrote the last episode, which was so insane that I literally said after I watched the episode... I have to talk to the person who wrote this. So I reached out to them and they will be coming on the show. So that should be fun. So Is that the Butts with Mouths episode? Wait, what's that? Is that the Butts with Mouths episode? Well, this is their this is their second appearance, except this time like the butt uh the, the man eating butts get eaten by zombies and yeah. So we have we have um asking no kink shaming. Shout out to Doom Patrol. One of the best shows out there for that very reason. 
So we have that. We have the What If finale coming your way very, very shortly. So that should be interesting. The Watcher breaking the oath and all that other stuff. And of course, so like obviously, uh, we mentioned the Patreon, patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod, where we have all of the bonus content. Get into the Discord. Get into the Spider-Man recaps that we have. Uh, now the Doom Patrol recaps that we're going to have. And um, everything else that comes along with that. Uh, soon we will be reading the submissions for What If, the the pitches that were given. Uh, there were some interesting hey, ones in there. I my own t-shirt with my t-shirt. <laughs> that, we will, that we will definitely get to. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. So for Michael Springthorpe, Jerome Cheng, and Jake Christie, I am Anthony Kant on the third. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.